welcome to day 179 of Shaped by the Word. Uh, we are continuing through uh, Paul's letters. We've come to the end of you know Paul's writing ministry uh, in the prison epistles. Uh, one of the uh, one of the most beautiful and inspiring books in the all of Paul's writings and the prison epistles. A joyful um, epistle to the Philippians. And of course, on the surface, we we might think that uh, everybody's happy because everything's going well. Paul's in prison. And yet he's finding reason to rejoice in the Philippians' progress in the faith and in Christ Jesus. The Philippians are undergoing persecution, yet they're finding reason to rejoice in the work that New Christ is doing in them. So it's not a superficial joy. It's a, it's a deep abiding joy. And it, it's not a joy that's automatic. It's a joy that uh, you know, Paul is encouraging to them to and calling them to because our joy in Christ should always overwhelm the immediacy of our circumstance so we come to philippians chapter 2 and this is probably the heart of paul's letter to uh you know the philippians uh, he gives us this wonderful christ hymn and almost every application paul makes flows out of who christ was what christ did for us and how god responded to christ's sacrifice mm-hmm. and so it's a reminder that our our life should always fit the pattern of the cross that we humble ourselves, that we give ourselves away, and we allow God in his own time and his way uh, to, to, to duly exalt us. Uh, so let's uh, turn to uh, Philippians chapter 2. And as always, this is, this is a moment for us to be with the Lord, to know the Lord, to grow in the Lord uh, by his Spirit, to hear the voice of the Lord and respond to him. So let's mm-hmm. offer ourselves uh, in, in this moment to the Lord. David, you mind leading us with prayer? No, let's pray. And Father, as we turn to your word, um, we thank you so much for your word. Um, forgive us for the times we, we overlook it or downplay it or just kind of completely ignore it in our lives. Um, and so we thank you now that as we turn to your, your word, may you help awaken and renew and, and restore our heart's affections back to you. Um, Father, um, through your word, may you encourage us, convict us, and equip us um, to be your people. We pray that you would do the work that only you can do. We pray this all in the name of Christ. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility, Value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of others. And your relationships with each other have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose." 
do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. And then I'll be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. But even if I'm being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I'm glad and rejoice with all of you. So you too should be glad and rejoice with me. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare. For everyone looks out to their own interest, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know that Timothy has proved himself because as a son with his father, he has served with me in the work of the gospel. I hope, therefore, to send him as soon as I see how things go with me. And I'm confident in the Lord that I myself will come soon. I think it is necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus, my brother, co-worker, and fellow soldier, who is also your messenger, whom you sent to take care of my needs. For he longs for all of you in his distress because you heard he was ill. Indeed, he was ill and almost died. But God had mercy on him, and not on him only, but also on me, to spare me sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore, I am all the more eager to send him, so that when you see him again, you may be glad, and I may have less anxiety. So then welcome him in the Lord with great joy and honor people like him, because he almost died for the work of Christ. He risked his life to make up for the help you yourselves could not give me. So when you look at the frame of this passage, it begins by talking about you know Christ's self-giving love and how he gave himself up for us and God has exalted him. Mm-hmm. And he ends by talking about just two common servants of Christ who are giving themselves mm-hmm. up. You know, as perfect mm-hmm. examples that I have no one else like Timothy. Mm-hmm. He really cares about you. Mm-hmm. He's not in this yeah. for himself. He's not in this, you know, for the glory. You know, he's not in this, uh, you know, for the platform. Uh, he, he, he just cares about you. And then there's Epaphroditus, you know, who made a long journey from Philippi to Rome, you know, to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, serve. And he, he got sick in the process and almost died in the process. And even though you know that there's not you know and written a book of the Bible or anything else, you know you forever be marked as someone who who gave his life as a servant, you know, just like our Lord Jesus Christ. No, I love getting to see those kind of glimpses into those ministry partners, mm-hmm. you know, that the Apostle Paul had, and, and I love just that little connection he makes between um, Christ and uh, Timothy. You know, he talks about Christ who didn't consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't looking out for his own mm-hmm. interest, right? That's not yeah. what Christ did. Mm-hmm. And then what do we read of Timothy, right? He's not looking out for his own tr- interest. He, he, he's involved in the interest yeah. of Christ Jesus. And so I love that connection of seeing Timothy being, you know, rooted in, in Christ and, and who Christ was and, and seeking to live that out in front of Christ's people, which is a great example for not just pastors, but oh, every yeah. believer. I mean, what a wonderful line, you know, mm-hmm. uh, not looking out for ourselves, but for the interests of Christ. Not looking out for our own interests, but the interests of Christ, which is, of course, you know, the call of discipleship that our, our uh, we become from being inward focused to being upward mm-hmm. focused and outward focused. Uh, no longer living ourselves, but living, you know, living for Him and living for those, uh, you know, that He loves. 
and that's also really difficult to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. And of course, we just you know came out of you know not long ago reading the book of Galatians, where we know that this is a work of the Spirit, you know, mm-hmm. in our lives as He brings about the fruit of the Spirit and transforms our do- you know desires from being self-indulgent desires to desires that honor Christ and mm-hmm. uh, love others. No, even recently, um, you know, for those that are listening to this and maybe weren't in our area, Texas had a really bad winter storm mm-hmm. and we're just coming out of it. And one of the cool things I, I got to see from some people at our church was we are partnered with an apartment complex in, in North Austin, uh, many low income houses, and they sent over numerous needs of groceries and mm-hmm. items that these families needed at these apartments. And I sent an email to our volunteers saying, hey, I know many of you are getting your own homes back in shape and replenishing your own shelves, but there's also mm-hmm. some needs at yeah. this apartment complex. And we had numerous families just reach out and say, hey, what do they need? We'll go to the store. And many of them went to the store to get those items before they even went back to get their own items. And so it was mm-hmm. yeah. beautiful to see just that willingness mm-hmm. to, to take that example of Christ to those in need in our city. Yeah. And of course, when you start the letter, you start, you know, start the chapter, uh, you know, Paul starts in saying, if you have any encouragement from being united mm-hmm. with Christ, and gosh, we have tons. Do you have any? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any comfort from his lot? Oh, gosh, we have tons. Mm-hmm. If there's any commonness that's brought about by the Spirit, oh, guys, there's tons. Tenderness, compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit, and, and being one of mine. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. And humility value others, uh, not equal with yourselves, above yourselves. Mm-hmm. Let someone else be first in line. Not looking uh, to your own interest, but uh, each of you to the interest of others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think we could read that every day. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah and especially the hymn. Yeah. Uh, have added the same attitude in you and your relationships mm-hmm. with each other Christ had. Uh, and, of course, he valued us above himself because he laid down his, his life for us. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know in 6 he goes on to to talk about what Christ did, but what you just read just is such a beautiful picture of who Christ is. And amazing to think that in his humility he did value us above himself. I mean, he took on our sin. Um, And then he did not look to his own interests. He he submitted in the garden, you know, to the will of the Father. And so if at all possible, let this Mm -hmm. cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not not me, you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Not what I want, what what you want. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the writer of Hebrews says, who for the joy set before him endured the cross and scorned its shame. Mm -hmm. And and it's a wonderful little hymn. It's it's, it's probably a piece of a song that they sang or a piece Mm -hmm. of liturgy, you know, that they recited just to remind themselves deeply of the character of Christ. And, mm-hmm. and of course, it, it does, you know, talk about him being everything that God is and everything that we are in his humanity. But, but that's not, you know, so much the point. You know, the point is in verse 6. Mm-hmm. Think of, you know, think of the, the person who had the highest privilege in the world to be a part of the eternal fellowship of the Trinity in the presence of God, forever sharing in perfection and mm-hmm. needing nothing to complete yeah. their joy or to, you know, no bad days, no bad moments, and nothing. He gave all that up to enter into our pain and into our humility and into our suffering. And I've always loved this, you know, and found in appearances of man, verse 8, he humbled himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, incarnation of itself was humbling. But the true humility was became obedient to death, even mm-hmm. death on a cross. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, I had my uh, Greek teacher, you know, just reading this, you know, straight 
to us, you know, from from the Greek text, translating, you know, as he would go. And he was a an older gentleman in his 80s. His name was Virtus Gideon. What, awesome, <laughs> what a name! What an awesome. Any what a, uh, young families out there thinking of yeah, baby names? What an awesome name! And uh, he, when he got to verse eight, mm-hmm. he pulled off his glasses and he cried. He said, mm-hmm. "In being found in appearance of man, he humbled himself." by coming obedient to death, and his translation was a cross kind of death. Mm-hmm. That? Mm-hmm. What a beautiful picture. And of course, that's not the end of the story. God highly exalted mm-hmm. him and gave him the na- uh, highest place, the name that is above every name, uh, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord of the glory of God the Father. And one day all creation will everything that's rebelling against him now will see him in his glory and realize there's nothing more beautiful, nothing more holy, nothing more grand, nothing more majestic, you know, than the person of Christ. Mm-hmm. We, you know, have the privilege of doing that now, of, of recognizing some of his beauty, some of his holiness, mm-hmm. some of his majesty, and some of his grandeur, uh, and, and um, because we know him bowing the knee. Mm-hmm. And I think it's only when, obviously, we're reflecting deeply on how Christ used his privilege that we can mm-hmm. consider how we're using our privilege, not just mm-hmm. in our culture, but our what we've been given in Christ, all the privileges we've been given. And so I love that exhortation at the end. It's like, so work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it's God at work in you. So as you're working it out, God's at work in you. To act in accordance to his yeah, purpose. One of my favorite passages on sanctification. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Work really, really hard. Yeah. <laughs> Fear and trembling. That uh, those are good Old Testament yeah. words. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but as you're working hard, uh, realize that, that, that God is working in you. Mm-hmm. And, and he's working on two levels. He's changing our affections and setting them on the things of God. He's working mm-hmm. in us to will. You know, so yep. that we want the things that God wants for us. Mm-hmm. And then not only that, I mean, that would be how frustrating would that be if he gave us the desire for the things of God, but not the ability to acquire the things of God. So he is both changing our affections. And, and this is the beautiful thing that God does when he sets our affections on him, he always gives us the means mm-hmm. for fulfilling those mm-hmm. affections so that we are fulfilled in him and in both word deed and and, and and thought so it is a wonderful you know picture uh and and what is he doing he's doing it not you know just so we get spiritual goosebumps he is using us to fulfill his purposes mm-hmm. in, in the world which mm-hmm. is always you know the cry of the gospel and, and we ought to do it i mean it's not nearly as elevated you know as the hymn in chapter two or you know or this you know, beautiful picture of sanctification um, but just a good rule of thumb, verse 14, do everything without grumbling or arguing. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, how much how much more pleasant would life be, you know, if we just had yeah, that, that one rule. Yeah, I know some people that need that verse. Yeah, it's I, not me though. I, yeah, nobody nobody <laughs> I've been with recently or recorded any podcast with or you know. No, no. Or was alone with during my own quiet time. None of those people. <laughs> yes. But uh, what a great uh what a yeah, especially during these weird times that we live in. We have so mm-hmm. much more to rejoice in than we do to be disconcerted about. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cindy, why don't you close us with a word of prayer? Sure. Father, what a humbling passage as we um, see just the very nature of who Christ is. 
And Father, he is uh, set aside, or he did set aside, just his fellowship with you in, in glory in heaven, that he might become one of us, Lord. And uh, that alone, Father, the extent of that kind of love and, and that kind of um, incredible grace and mercy, may that just work in our hearts, may that settle in our hearts today as we think about that and as we um, are reminded that while we were very far away, his enemy, that he did this for us. So uh, may that change our hearts, Lord. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.